Hi, everybody, and welcome to yet another cracking installment of the Map Rod Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking about our big, hairy, ugly failures in business. And with us uh, on the in the hot seat today is Omer Javed, uh, the CEO of Texel. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. The seat all is already feeling pretty hot because it's a kind of a failure. <laughs> Failure story podcast, so I'm feeling hot already. Great. Well, I'm glad. it's great to have you here. So, uh, Umair, why don't you kick us off with the elevator pitch about uh, your company, TKXEL.com, if you guys are interested. So, us, kick us off. So, so it's called Texel. And uh, first of all, the story behind the name is that I spent like two days finding a domain on GoDaddy. These are the dot-com days, and uh, all domains <laughs> were taken. So I made a cryptic mixture of technology and accelerated to come up with this name. And here we go with the name of Texel. And you're not the first one who would say it's T-K-X-E-L or whatever, but <laughs> that's the story about it. So I'll go to the elevator pitch and uh, I'll divide my elevator pitch into kind of uh, three elevators. So one is the four, from ground floor to the fourth floor and then from ground floor to the 10th floor and so on and so forth. So, I mean, as a company, we believe that we help uh, entrepreneurs increase their uh, enterprise value and startups build amazing products and build their enterprise value by providing talent, amazing talent to them. So talent as a service. Now that's a kind of a, a zero to fourth floor elevator pitch kind of a 10 second, but uh, breaking it down, we feel that uh, uh Talent and capital is not symmetrically distributed across the globe. And while many companies are in the business of providing talent, I think there are several, several things that are associated with talent provision. So what we have done is we really created this talent as a service model. We feel that there are uh, paths, uh, there are geographies in the world which have a lot of talent, a lot of population, and then there are uh, geographies in the world, which has a lot of capital and ideas and so on and so forth. And by creating a kind of, uh, by, by aligning these two, we can not only enable the technological advancement of the world, uh, we can only, we can fast track it. We can also provide a lot of opportunities to the talent uh, to be part of these enterprises. And we can contribute us uh, as a company towards the global advancement in many, many respects. So talent as a service, we have, uh, if I divide my company, there are kind of three areas or layers we divide. So it's got, we have a talent cloud that can get you any kind of engineering or business enablement talent at the speed of light. We have a delivery cloud. So once you have this talent, our delivery cloud and processes can help you get the best out of that talent. And we have the opportunity cloud that can bring you more customers. So that's Texel in a nutshell for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. So let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this uh, episode today. Uh, Umair, what is your story of fail for our audience around the world? Uh, there are plenty, uh, but I'll try to figure out one. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, you 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 came across failures every other day, actually you come across more failures than success, but your singular successes are sometimes bigger than your lot of failures. So but I'll tell you a few things, and I think uh, uh, this, these are the most important ones. So I started off back in uh, uh, 2008 with this company called Excel. And uh, we were in a very, in the same space that we, we are till today, uh, which is providing talent. Uh, we were still figuring out our kind of vision, mission, because every other company can kind of provide talent to everyone, but we were figuring out what we want to do differently. And there was some 
some some thought behind it. So fast forward two, three years into the business, we were doing pretty fine. And uh, uh, we broke our initial uh, mark. Uh, we went past the seven-digit figure in terms of revenue and so on and so forth. And as an entrepreneur, I really thought that, wow, this, this segment is really doing fine. Uh, I should be able to create another one. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we always think that we are capable of doing every single thing. So I created another uh, company within the company and uh, started calling it uh, a gaming company. It, it used to be called uh, Nutty Apps. And it was a gaming company. And then uh, with some stroke of luck and everything, uh, in a year's time, that brand or that segment of the company also started producing a seven-digit revenue. I said, wow, it's working fine. Let's do another thing. So I created a digital agency as a third company. And again, uh, we end up uh, creating a seven-digit business out of that in another year. So, I mean, in 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 a collectively two years' time, we had now had three uh, companies or brands each creating uh, a seven-digit revenue for us, and we thought, "Wow, that that's wonderful." So, what we did is, uh, but but that was taking a lot of time. That was consuming a lot of time, and. Uh, uh, we were not being able to kind of expand them and so on and so forth. Uh, at that time, uh, Nutty Apps was one of the leaders, I would say. So these were early days of, I would say, uh, uh, App Store and Google Play. And uh, Nutty Apps was uh, uh, kind of a front runner when it, uh, when it, kind of, uh, when it comes to uh, kids gaming apps. So we were kind of... Uh, almost a market leader in doing that. And I said that, look, I have done, I have created all the processes, I've created all the team, and this thing can run on its own. And this uh, uh, this professional service business is taking a lot of my time. So uh, how about I spin it off and uh, and create uh, and, and put it, bring in a CEO, make it a company, and uh, let just grow it on its own. So that's what I did. That's what I did with my... Uh, with this gaming company and with this uh, uh, digital marketing company. So I, I spun them off uh, with their teams, brought in CEOs uh, and let them run it. And uh, and both were in a kind of a market leading position in their respective segments. And uh, one year down the road and both came down crashing to a grinding halt to a zero. Uh, so that was, uh, if I look back uh, now, I feel that uh, that was a golden opportunity for us, especially with Nutty Apps. Just to be, if you if you take a look at the vast uh, expanse of uh, uh, this Play Store or with this or this Apple Store, and and there was a company who was a market leader in one of the segments. I mean, uh, it could have been uh, a unicorn by now because our other competitors at that time who were behind us, they are almost a unicorn or are unicorn at this point in time. So I felt that, uh, that was one of the biggest failed or missed opportunities or failure that I uh, encountered. Uh, we were a market leader. We had everything kind of assorted. We really need to push, push, push and, uh, and be a unicorn. And uh, we missed that. Uh, but uh, as as the founder and CEO, I, the bug stops at me. I have to take uh, take it on the chin. So yeah, I feel that that was a missed opportunity. That's a failure that we had that I had on my CV, big and bold. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very good. So, uh, Amir, what would what did that experience teach you? That uh, it's kind of like it was a champagne problem that you spun out uh, from my perspective. But what did that experience teach you? So, I, I, I guess I guess several things. I mean, when you are early in your career and you're getting success of various sorts, you you really think that you can do a lot of things. You really don't get. Uh, uh, the value, uh, or you really don't get to understand what really focus means, what it takes to really uh, build something and scale something. So what I what I what I really uh, gathered out of that experience is that I lost focus over there. I started too many things. I mean, uh, I thought that uh, everything can go on and become a very big thing on its own. So as an as an entrepreneur, as someone. Uh, who likes to build uh, things. For me, it was an easier problem to start something and and take it to some level. I kind of cracked that code and I just tried to keep on uh, doing it and and I lost focus. And now when I, when I, when I, so, so my, my biggest lesson out of this, out of this failure was that starting up is pretty easy. Scaling is very hard. And if you really have to scale, uh, you really have to have a focus. And uh, I, I give examples all day long uh, uh, to people that, uh, I mean, look at uh, those uh, Olympic swimmers. Look at the people who really get to the gold medal in, in Olympics or something. I mean, they keep on practicing for with focus one thing day in, day out, till they get bored to death. They don't come and do every other everything. I mean, if, if, I'm sure... Uh, Michael Phelps or, or Matt Biondi or all that, swimmers who were like the freestyle champions and all that, they must have spent hours and hours and hours doing one thing uh, rather than doing 10 things or, or doing another thing every 15 minutes the way I, I used to do. So I think my biggest lesson was it's uh, it's very, it's uh, starting up is easy, scaling is pretty hard. And if you really, really, really want to scale something, you get that opportunity, do uh, put in your focus and scale, scale hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great advice. I think the, uh, the the it's the problem with being a visionary, right? You see all these gaps in the markets, and then you like you commercialize the gap, right? And then it's like, well, now <laughs> now you have so many things, and 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 you start to starve and indigestion. Whereas if you just focused on one thing, to your point, you would actually have the opportunity to scale those things to to a stage where you know it not only makes a market position a reality, but it also gives you a sense of lifestyle and achievements and accomplishments. So, um, but if you don't focus, what you focus on expands. You don't focus on something, it won't expand. And that's uh, that's a really key lesson uh, that I'm taking from uh, from you today. So, let's go uh, back in time, uh, Amir. What would you do differently? So, I think uh, one thing is obviously uh, the lesson that I learned out of that, that uh, I think uh, I lost focus. I tried to do too many things. So you you put it, uh, there were there were two things that I would potentially now being a wiser of me would do differently. One is to focus. And uh, what you, you have very aptly put that as an entrepreneur or somebody who likes to build things, you see, I mean, you walk down the street uh, a mile or a kilometer or whatever, and you see 10 different opportunities that you you can do right and you can i mean can create value out of it so uh and 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 the tendency is really really to i mean 
to, to put, look at all this glittering opportunities and just keep on doing it. I mean, when you know you can do it, you just cannot keep your hands off them. So one of one of the things that I would have I would do differently is really to to focus uh, and do one thing. And if I figured out that this could, if I've already got a market leading position or a significant position in a segment which is rapidly expanding and a segment which is not dependent on uh, increasing headcount or increasing people, I would I would relentlessly focus on that. Another another thing that I have kind of learned out of really out of this that there's a whole difference between kind of CEOs, uh, CEOs and COO mindset. Uh, I essentially uh, put someone uh, who was a COO as a CEO. Uh, so CEOs are 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 after growth. Uh, they are they are not afraid to do experiments. They are typically not afraid of failure. They feel they can take ten heads and one of them will they'll get a home run. Why even if they get nine, uh, I mean messes. But uh, the 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 mentality of a lot of these a lot of people who have not built or scaled something is really to optimize. And if you start optimizing pretty early, you start looking at the bottom line pretty early. You start you have to look at the bottom line. I'm not against that. If you start looking at the bottom line and you start start optimizing because you cannot uh, think about the revenue, you cannot think about the growth experiments. You cannot do that. Uh, then, uh, then, then you'll struggle with the CEO position. So, second thing that I've learned, I mean, the first thing is obviously the focus. The second thing that I've learned that uh, if you are really spinning it off, even if, even if you are spinning it off, put someone in who has a growth mindset, not an optimizing mindset, because. Uh, you have to consistently figure out how to keep increasing the revenue of the company, how to keep increasing the top line of the company. And people who think in terms of top line and the expansion of the top line, they are very different from people who think optimizing the bottom line. So that's that's that, that were kind of the two key lessons or obviously one that you pointed out that as someone, as an entrepreneur, you'll take a look at, and that, that covers in the focus part as well. You would like to pick on every shining uh, a glittering opportunity and do that you don't have to really have to do that mm, yeah really good advice so let's um, talk more about advice and double click on that when it comes to failure what's your advice Omer to other CEOs in terms of the relate their relationship to fail or the, the value of failing in scaling a company I think I I, 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 I really what I tell people it's okay to fail it's not okay to not learn from it so even within my organization, I think the, the mantra I go by, it's okay to do an experiment, it's okay to fail, as long as you have some rational behind it and you learn something from it, it's it's fine. So, I mean, even though I missed that opportunity, uh, if I learn from it, I'll build another one. And that really comes to one more thing, which is... Uh, uh, I, I so I mean uh, I, I go to gym and uh, I do exercise and uh, I often uh, joke with my trainer that my exercise is really coming to the gym. It's not in the gym, so it's the part of resistance. So for 
So for any CEO out there who would like to expand, who would like to scale, who would not like to see the failure, I think one thing is is pretty sure, which is as a CEO, you have to solve the hardest problem in the company. And the hardest problem in the company is typically to bring in the revenue. So you cannot outsource the hardest problem to someone else, at least initially, at least during the scaling part of it. Uh, you have to build systems yourself. You have to scale it, initially scale yourself. Once you get to a certain critical mass, you can have senior executives who can help you with that. But initially, you have to solve the hardest problem. If you're shying away from that hardest problem, uh, you're never going to scale and you'll you'll hit the failure. Uh, that's one thing. And the second thing is, if you don't know something, just keep doing. I mean, showing up every day uh, to do that thing will eventually make you good at it. So I, I tell people that, you can be a better version of yourself in anything which you do daily and which you try to improve daily. You can be the best version or you can be a gold medalist in something for which you have genetics. But I, if I start learning that, I may not have the genetics for sprinting, but even if I start practicing sprint, I may get a decent time. I may get a decent time. I may not be able to beat Ocean Bolt because he had, the, he had the genetics and all that. So for my advice to entrepreneurs will be, uh, I mean, failing is okay. If you want to scale, uh, pick the hardest problem and you have to solve it yourself. And to solve it yourself, even if you don't know how to solve it, you just need to show up daily and start keep chipping, uh, keep hitting on the problem. You can keep chipping off uh, uh, the problem set and eventually you'll solve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good advice. Do you recommend any books or tools or resources for um, for entrepreneurs to use in their journey? I mean, there, I mean, so... I, I, I mean, right now I'm reading a book. Uh, I think it was on my list for quite some time. The hard thing about hard things, and uh, and there, there, I mean, there are many, 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 many books out there. So I would, I, I, what I have benefited a lot from kind of books. It's really not those self-help books which are like seven ways to get rich and blah blah blah. But it's more like, uh. It's more like from where you can learn. So what I figured out that there are two, if you have, if you, so there's an MIT professor, uh, he passed away. He used, he, he used to say that your progress in life depends upon three things, your ability to communicate, your ability to execute, and the quality of your ideas in that order. And uh, your ability to communicate is actually a function of your knowledge. And your knowledge comes from books. So, so what I what I can advise to anyone is that pick anyone who ha, who is miles ahead from you in your particular space or in a general space of entrepreneurship, and just read their book. You'll learn from their experience, and a uh, few of these things will click. And uh, I would not name a book, but I would say any book uh, because that, that will help. You. That will help. Every book will help. Awesome stuff. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being in the hot seat today. I did a great job. Well done. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Matt. You're very Thanks welcome. for having me. You're very welcome. And thank you for, for being vulnerable and sharing your you know your personal uh, lessons of failure. I appreciate that. I know it would have made a difference to my audience. So, so thank you uh, for being here. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. Ciao.